and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for coming along with us uh, again today. Uh, wherever you may be, uh, across America, around the world, heard on great radio stations <laughs> like K-Shit in Abilene, Texas. I love that one. I keep it on all day. It's a good one. It, it's a good one. It's the station everyone at the office can agree on. Yeah. You remember when Casey would do that? Yeah. It would be, he would, it would be three stations, right? Yeah. And it would be two little shit stations. Right. And then it would be a big major one like WLS in Chicago. Right. <laughs> it would be two shitty ones and then one big one. He'd throw in so, something like some something in Guam, like uh, XT51963 in Guam. Or Australia, 2WZ. Exactly. It's weird shit. Okay. Got a list, brought it. Okay. Always do. Have a list. But by the way, I didn't bring it. I, I made it up in the last 10 minutes. That's how, how we do that? things here. That's we had to bring it from things. one room to another. Bring it from your brain to paper or something. Yep. There was some rotting right. this. Here are your choices. Stupid white people. All right. 87,000 reasons why Kevin McCarthy is full of shit. Yeah. Bye-bye, Miss American Democracy Pie. Wow. Uh, Fetterman hanging on. And uh, what kind of day are the strong leader twins having in the United States and Russia? Oh, boy. I got to go with stupid white people. Always a fun discussion topic here on the Brad and Britcast. Okay. All right. We can work with that. Um, I found this to be uh, a quite interesting. It is a, a major piece that's uh, in the Washington Post this day. Whites now more likely to die from COVID than blacks. Why the pandemic shifted. Now, yeah. I want to start off by saying, as a fairly white, but apparently not white enough for some people, person, <laughs> I never reveled in the fact that uh, people like me, if you can count me as white, and people like you were dying at a, uh, a smaller in smaller numbers, percentage-wise, than black people, particularly at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember, there's black people just way disproportionately dying, and because it was obvious, you know, they were living in cities, they had yeah. worse access to health care, exactly they were poor, and when the even when the vaccine started to come out, it was difficult for them, comparatively speaking, to get the vaccines, and uh, all you saw were famous black people going on television urging their community to to get with the program and right. so the numbers were always skewed disproportionately to black people but something happened late last year the graphs came together and since then white people have been dying at a greater rate than black people and just just why is that well it took uh, some university studies to uh, figure this out of course i just called it stupid white people um for instance at ohio state they did some research they found that black and white people were about equally reluctant to get the vaccine when it first became available 
Now, that goes against what you thought, right? But it's mm-hmm. true. But black people overcame that hesitancy faster. They came to the realization sooner that vaccines were necessary to protect themselves and their communities. So therefore, stupid white people. It doesn't matter how much information you give them. It doesn't matter how much you bang them on the side of the head. It does not matter what famous white people were telling them. Because, again, they would never listen to the black people that were telling the blacks to get the vaccine. We know that. But even you couldn't even get a country music star, the biggest racist country music star, white guy. Morgan Wallen? Wouldn't have mattered. You're talking about a Morgan Wallen, somebody like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, let me let me me boil it again. The the black folks in America were disadvantaged because of systemic racism. They have less access to good health care. But what they we were able to make up the gap as white people with ignorance and stupidity. And black folks overcame. That's good. That, you know, it almost sounds like what happens in an election where. Uh, black folks and minorities are targeted for voter suppression, yet they show up in greater numbers mm-hmm. than would have been expected. They overcome right. the barriers that are put up in front of them. They overcome the fact that precincts are, are, are shut down. There are fewer places. You have to go further distance. They overcome that. But it shouldn't have to be that way. No, it shouldn't. And, and in this case, um, there was a combination of both uh, black folks getting their shit together and realizing it, but white people continuing to dig in and and of course you also have to lay the the uh, republican hesitancy factor mm-hmm. and it reached the point where remember when trump tried to play both ends against the middle he wanted to take credit for quote inventing the vaccine and then he told people not to get the vaccine and then we knew he got the vaccine oh, and then when he you're speeding. COVID. You're speeding through this. That's that. I mean, there's like there's a lot of nuance in there. First of all, there was an effort that said, "Why don't we just?" I think it was Geraldo or somebody. Why don't we just call it the Trump vaccine to make him feel good and to make him feel good about it? And that way, his stupid ass fucking supporters who are brain dead anyway, then they'll say, "I want a Trump vaccine in my arm," and that didn't that didn't happen. That they wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> it didn't it happen, didn't matter. and, and then- it wasn't the thing. <laughs> And remember, at, at a certain point when he was at a rally or something, and he said to a crowd that he got vaccinated. He got booed. Boo. I got vaccinated. He Boo. got booed. <laughs> right. Right. So to me, that's why it's just it's just stupid white people. It is. It, I it think there's a, there's a lot to be said for the, the dumb white people. Uh, speaking of the vaccine and uh, COVID, there is a new subvariant of the BA4 yeah. and BA5 which you have been you and I have been vaccinated against that's the bivalent booster that nobody's getting because you're stupid white people uh but you should be getting the bivalent one but they, these are offshoots and they're spreading in the New York area especially rapidly um they think that if you have the bivalent vaccine that you and I have that uh, were good against Om- omicron that there will be some protection against well, this one but we don't have enough data well Britt, you know as long as it's just in the New York area, I don't live in the New York area. Oh, yeah. There's no way it's going to make it here. So, so it, yeah, it, it should be fine. It, it can't go anywhere. So, okay. Do you also remember the early days of when the vaccines came out and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine came out and it was seen as being somewhat of a ghetto vaccine, a lesser than vaccine than the Ooh, other two? I don't I don't remember being called yeah. that. You know, my, my, uh, my son at the time... <clears throat> uh, <laughs> 
he he got the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine. Yeah, and uh, uh, eventually did get COVID, uh, and, and fortunately, a very mild he survived version. So it, it because I think the research that's been done now that there's a couple years, they found out that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was a lot better. Yeah, than it was portrayed after Correct. it was initially thought to be equal then it was trashed yeah but now it turns out that that, that but i don't even know whether there's a johnson johnson vaccine that exists any I, did they just I give know. it up i don't know well, maybe happened. but i knew that it, it didn't take the cold storage that the other ones took and then the yeah. other ones didn't need the exact cold storage that was needed right. hey speaking what? of stupid white people this poll uh ted budd in a new poll widening his lead over uh sherry beasley in north carolina senate race that is from east carolina university Mm. Apparently he's up to a six point lead. Mm. There is a margin of error of three point eight percent in that one. Brad. Mm. Outside of the margin of error, well, when you're when you've got so much going for you, like Ted Budd, uh, you're you're not going to be able to be touched by by anyone. <laughs> would, would would be would we be able to attribute that lead and the possible his victory to stupid white people as well? Mostly, yeah, sure. yeah. I think I think so. Mostly, I think, I think that's ways. a yeah. that's a fair thing, but. Uh, you know, look, it, it is amazing, Britt. I mean, just since the weekend, right, the tide, the tsunami, the conventional wisdom has completely flipped now. Not only are the Democrats not in the game anymore, they're going to get swamped. We're back to the red tsunami of six months ago. We're, we're back to it. Because people, stupid white people in particular, care not a thing about democracy. They believe, many of the stupid white people, that if we just had an autocratic-style government, a dictator, Republicans in charge of everything, that the price of gasoline would be lower. So would the price of bread. So would rent, so would everything, because the plot that Joe Biden put into place the minute he became president to raise prices and ruin everyone's lives and stoke hyperinflation like we haven't seen in 40 years, it's wrecking this country. And the real danger to democracy, according to the Republican Party and their candidates who go out there and lie 24-7, it's now repeated. You see the interviews. You see them all the time. You see the research. You see the New York Times polling. You see it everywhere. Each side thinks there is a mortal threat to democracy. It's an equal. It's an yeah. equal thing, Britt. It's right. just equal. And if the right. other side wins, the country will come to it's an over. end. And enough Republicans, enough independents are buying into the fact that not only is that true, but they have put January 6th so far in the rearview mirror, it may as well be Gettysburg. It may as well be the yeah, revolution. Probably. It happened so long ago, right. and nothing seems to have changed. No. All that's changed is things have gotten worse since January 6th. The, everything got more expensive. Right. I can't afford to send my kids to college anymore. It just went up just since Joe Biden became president. And they gave all this free money to people who didn't deserve it. 
And that's all I know. That's all I know. I'm coming home to vote for whatever Republican candidate is there. It does not matter if that Republican candidate would help to overturn the election of 2020 if given the opportunity and will do so in the future if given the chance. It does not matter. So we do have a surplus, at least in one area, of things in this country. Lots of stupid people um, who profess to say they love America, but they, they don't know what that love is. They don't know what democracy is. They don't know that the very system that they are about to elect people to try to dismantle is what has allowed all of us, whether we've uh, disagreed on political issues or not over the years, to have the room, to have the freedom to be wrong and to disagree. But very soon, that freedom is going to really, really erode at a much quicker pace than anyone can imagine. Because since we've eliminated this idea of knowable facts, they mean nothing, we've eliminated any concept that the character, the decency, the intelligence of a political candidate has anything to do with whether you would want that candidate to represent you, then that book, who wrote it? It was like the 1930s. It Can Happen Here. Was that, uh, who wrote, shit, it was, a, it was a famous book, famous move, the whole bit. It's happening here. Happening here? It, it's, it's happening. It could happen here. Yeah, there's a mini series about it, you know. Um, it's happening here right now. And to suddenly see with three weeks to go, subject to change as always, um, that these candidates who are, I mean, it's a, it's a collection of empty suits like you've never seen before, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just, it just really is. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's on the march and she's telling Kevin McCarthy, you better put me in a fucking important position when you become the Speaker of the House or I'm going to have your ass. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Kevin McCarthy. A stupid white guy. Stu- very much so, in, in, in my opinion. Uh, let's see if we can uh, fire this baby up here. Here he is this morning. And Kevin McCarthy, the uh, leader of the minority party right now, the Republicans, who has been pining to become the Speaker of the House, well, since he probably was four, four years old, is his goal. Most of us want to be the center fielder for the Yankees. He wanted to be the Speaker of the House. We all have our goals. He thinks he's on the uh, precipice of achieving that. And he's uh, managed to do that by being a first-class lying piece of shit. (laughs) And uh, like most Republicans, he usually can only be found on television on Fox. Every once in a while, he'll stray. But even when he strays, he makes sure that he's a uh, part of uh, friendly territory and friendly territory for him this morning was going on uh, squawk box on CNBC to be interviewed by Joe Kernan, one of the uh, anchors on their morning show. And Joe is a reliable in the tank Republican. Um, he poses himself as a as a fair questioner who, quote, will hold your feet to the fire and will not let you bullshit your way through. But uh, this clip is a minute and 10 seconds, and uh, we do have the option to uh, stop it at any point to call out the bullshit 
at which point we will, and then we'll uh, hold our full fire until the end of the clip. Uh, let's get that thing. There we go. Full volume. Here we go. Uh, maybe not even. So Republicans uh, have called the January 6th um, commission. Uh, it, it, you know, I, people say bipartisan with two Republicans. You quickly would discount that. Um, if you if Republicans take over, is there, is there going to be this? OK, why would he discount that? Is he the guy that, that, that said, if you don't put Jim Jordan and some other plotter against our government who should have been subpoenaed themselves on there, then we're not participating. But it was still a bipartisan commission anyway. So that just kind of floats by, right? That's, yeah. just, that's, just, that's just fact, right? Yeah. It, it was a fake bipartisan commission, wasn't it? It just didn't count. I think for Hunter Biden, I mean, will, will you, do Americans want that to be looked into to the same, just, you could say it's the same thing as January 6th. So what, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice teeing up of Hunter I was, Biden. I was going to ask and you. attempt to overthrow our fucking government, Joe. Good I was, job. There. I was asking, I was going to ask you that, like sending an army of people to march to the Capitol to murder Mike Pence and overturn a fair election. That's the exact same thing as uh, Hunter Biden doing like Coke off of a laptop. Those are right. those are two equal opposite things, right? Right, and and uh, you know, as as background on the Hunter Biden thing, no matter what the fuck it is, which it's not that big of a deal, we know that. When you saw that in the last few days, they blew out of the water the guy that that prosecutor John Durham, yeah, who uh, Biden and Merrick Garland were smart enough to let him do his thing because they knew it was full of shit. And the yeah. guy gets acquitted for lying to the FBI about the, the Steele dossier. Steele dossier. It was bullshit. Yeah. It was, was bullshit. Not were, the Steele dossier, but what they were saying about this guy. They Juries. were. Um, yeah. They they kept on on Fox so hammered. Oh, the Durham investigation. When this Durham thing comes down, this Durham thing. Durham. 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 And then yep. it, it turns out it's a big fat nothing burger. The only Durham that matters is that one that's about 70 miles east of us, baby. It doesn't matter. Where a team much. in dark blue plays no, basketball. No, it's not, it doesn't matter. Got got wrapped up there. With it. Yeah, All a right, bit. let's go back. to. We're only uh, 25 seconds in, and the uh, the, the BS is starting to, to collect here. Can say, can you? Well, I'll tell you this. We won't play politics in this process. <laughs> oh, oh, oh with the Hunter Biden thing? No. no it's Holy not going to be politics at all. No. Benghazi, anybody? You. Jesus. Follow the law. We'll follow the information. Sure. It takes us. But first yeah. and foremost, yeah. we're going to focus on the economy. We're going to make sure that America's economy is strong. We're going to. Now, get ready. Get ready. This comes fast and furious. This list that he's got memorized of things that Republicans never really want to solve, but just want to bitch about and pretend that if they were in power, they would just change the world in favor of things that you like. Here we go. Inflation. We're going to make us energy independent. Yeah. We're concerned about the security and safety of America. We're mm. going to secure our border. Mm. We're going to stop defunding the police and fund them. We're going yeah. to give a rating scale to every single person. Who defunded the police? I'm sure who, somebody somewhere in Minneapolis. Who, who attacked the police after January 6th and during January 6th? Were, were those Democrats, Britt? Yeah, absolutely. Or those police don't count, do they? No, they don't count. It doesn't matter. What matters is, again, that window at the soda shop in Portland, Oregon, that was uh, broken in July of 2020. Yeah. 
Oh, the one that the person did get arrested for and charged and convicted for? Yeah, that they exactly. That got away with everything? That person? That Black yeah, Lives the, Matter person? That's the one. That would be the make sure they're upholding the law. Oh. We're going to pass a parent's bill of rights so the parents have a say in their kids' education. Wait a minute. What? Here we go again. We're going to make sure that the Republican Party decides what school books are allowed everywhere, all the time, forever. Right? Isn't that what that means? Mm, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to stop teachers from teaching critical race theory, the thing that they actually don't teach now, and most don't even know what it is, but the, used as a cudgel. By the way, you got to give the Republicans credit for bouncing from thing to thing to thing, knowing that anything they bring up at a certain point in time will not have permanency. So they always have a new, a new shtick, don't they? Mm -hmm. All right, nine seconds left to go. We're going to hold America accountable, but on that very first day, we're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. There we go. All right, let's, uh, let's unpack that last line. We're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. Britt, do, do you repeal human beings or do you repeal legislation? Do you repeal laws? Which, which, you know what? Kevin McCarthy is as illiterate as Herschel Walker. That sounds yeah. like something Herschel Walker would say. We're going to repeal the 87,000 agent, right? You and your ilk try to repeal babies all the time in the second or third trimester. Right. We that's, know it. it. That, Everybody knows it. Much sense. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's yep. aware of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, just for the record here, again, we must say it, because if you run into anybody or you see a commercial or you hear a candidate talking about the 87,000 IRS agents, that was so fact-checked into the ground. And as you know, let's say it again, the truth, uh, what, puts on its pants before a lie gets a chance to go around the world? What right. is something like that? A lie goes around the world before the truth can even get out of bed. There you go. There you go. Uh, Reuters debunked the 87,000 IRS agents specifically who are going to be hired to target low and middle class Americans. The positions are for a whole bunch of different roles, and it would not proportionally increase the number of people who would get audited who make under four hundred thousand dollars. They've said that they've they've pledged that this will not they're not gonna audit people under they've said that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, Stupid people are still being roped in on this stuff. The IRS is coming to, to kill your dad, kill, kill your babies. Well, and, and by the way, you, you know who the, the, the tough guy IRS agents, the ones who actually would be armed because they have to go in and, yeah. and uh, really kick ass. There are about 3,000 employees in something called the uh, Office of Communication at IRS Criminal Investigation, CI. They call it CI. And 2,100 of those are special agents and the rest of them. So there are only 2,100 agents like that. But the way Kevin McCarthy says, the 2,100 agents, who no one knows that's the actual number that there are right now, no. who have that kind of power, that will then be, let's see, 87, it'll be 89,100. We're going to go from 2,100 to 89,100 right. jackbooted thugs breaking down middle-class doors to do what? I don't know. But, Britt, this is where... It's so frustrating for us, and I know we're, we're, we're talking to ourselves here, 
but to watch America fall again yep. for something like this is just sad. But this time we're crossing over into a zone. You know, it was one thing when George H.W. Bush was elected in 1988, largely on some horrible, horrible trash that he threw at Michael Dukakis, including the Willie Horton yeah, ad, which he didn't specifically run, but was running his name. Yeah, complete racism. To, completely race. Okay. And, and that, was, that was horrible enough. That was bad. But, but here's the difference. He was George H.W. Bush who got elected on that. Mm -hmm. Look at all the people that are about to get elected on a whole different panoply of lies that are equally pernicious to the Willie Horton, the black guy who was uh, uh, let out on a prison uh, a weekend and went and killed someone. Michael Dukakis is soft on crime. That's child's play compared to the precision and the targeting of what they're doing all these years later. What are we, uh, 44 years after that or so? Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's what this is, right? You take a piece of information that was never even officially made policy. It's not going to be policy at all. But if it's written somewhere by somebody, they grab it and they repeat it and they blow it up. And it's a top story on Tucker Carlson. And, you know, you know the whole the whole route for this kind of crap. And next thing you know, here it is all these months later, and there's Kevin McCarthy getting um, a free and open lane on morning uh, network television to just throw it out there unchallenged by uh, Joe Kernan on, on CNBC. Now, is that one little moment going to change? No, but it's out there. It's part of it. It, it helps reinforce um a permission slip for people who might have walked away from Republicans and from Trumpism to kind of tiptoe back in there. To, it, was, to it, was, it was a great line of questioning, though. It was a really, really tough questioning. Oh, don't you think Hunter Biden, don't you think Hunter Biden is exactly like January 6th of 2021? And oh, yeah. by the way, hey, why don't you just go? I tee you up for firing 80,000 IRS agents. That'll work. Yeah. No, no, Britt, he's going to repeal them. <laughs> if, if the democrats don't kill your fetus and you make it home with the baby the irs will come home and smother your child in the crib yeah. that's what's going to happen yeah that's what kevin mccarthy is is working against won't you vote for him right. oh and one one more little statistical nugget uh as of last year we don't have 2022 numbers but i'm sure it's very close the entire number of employees at the irs is eighty-one thousand six hundred. So that's so, kind of delightful to he's going to repeal the IRS. throw out there a number of you know, what they'd be more than double the number of employees instantly overnight. <laughs> OK, um, all who are coming after your stuff. Whoa, alive. they are. They're coming after you. They're going to kill you. Yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of day is the strong leader of the United States having and the strong leader of russia having i know you want to know and i know I you probably know the answer i do yeah well let's start uh local but we won't uh stay local uh donald trump's getting deposed today in the defamation lawsuit from 
writer E.G. E. Jean Carroll. She charges Donald Trump with raping her at Bergdorf Goodman, the department store, back in the 1990s. E. Jean Carroll is 78. Trump is 76. He described her as totally lying and just not his type. He wouldn't rape somebody who's not his type. Well, she wasn't. She, it wasn't. Right. She wasn't his type. She's she's ugly as shit. I think was really what the uh, implication was. Right. Right. If he's going to rape uh, somebody, it's going to be somebody way hotter. I think is what he was it. going got, for. Got to do it. Uh, w- rules of war, Britt. Um, <laughs> the judge in this case is uh, Judge Lewis Kaplan. Said, "Fuck you, Trump, and fuck you to your Trump's lawyers. They wanted to keep delaying the deposition." Yeah. Right. While the uh, D.C. court would consider whether Trump was just doing his job as president when he lied and attacked her. okay, that that was part of his job. Now, to be fair, I do remember when Ronald Reagan viciously, viciously attacked uh, actress Ann Miller, the great dancer, while he was president. She didn't like. Do you remember that? Remember how that remember how Reagan had to account for that? He had to pay her out of his pocket. Three million dollars for defamation. So it's not a new thing. What a set of games. Yeah. Oh, my, what a, one of the greatest of all of the MGM musical movie stars, right? One of the yeah. great. And Reagan viciously attacked her verbally, and he apparently attacked her in a dressing. Okay, I made all that up because oh, it's up. too yeah. stupid. There's only one person ever who has been president who would be subject to something like this. And uh, he still has a heartbeat, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So they're doing this deposition at Mar-a-Lago. And I'm just wondering whether Trump would be able to uh, uh, hornswoggle them into having him give the deposition in one of those ornate, gold-leafed, palace-like weirdo rooms with the, with the expensive chairs or whether he'll be... In a room where you normally see somebody being deposed, which is no background at all, with just a, a a camera pointed at him sitting at a table. That's just my my purient uh, interest here. Uh, the, the the Trump team, whatever's left of him, he is eager and ready to sit for questioning. I'll bet he is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the New York Times says that Trump has not retreated from his initial position. Wow, that's a change. Donald Trump digging in and doubling down on lies, on bullshit and denial. Hmm. Uh, And last week, he did not help himself. Here's the quote. And while I'm not supposed to say it, I will. This woman is not my type. He's still using the not hot enough for me defense as a reason that he could not possibly have raped her. And by the way, if you'd like to have the discussion, Donald, I will. If you look at E. Jean Carroll in the 70s and 80s, I would say by most objective standards, she's a very attractive woman. Correct. Very, very attractive. But, okay, if that's the game you want to play, try that. It's not going to help you there. Um, If the court in Washington rules in Trump's favor, then the lawsuit would go away. But she can still plan to file a separate lawsuit under a state law in New York. That's the Empire State. Uh, Sex assault victims are allowed to sue years later. Bye-bye, statute of limitations. Trump's deposition that he's giving today could be used 
in that future lawsuit. And there's no reason to believe if for some reason uh, Trump manages to to wiggle his way out here in Washington, that she won't keep filing and that we'll see it uh, follow him up to New York. So that that's Donald Trump's day. Uh, meanwhile, over in uh, Russia, where Trump described a strong leader, Vladimir Putin. Remember when he said that? Remember how creepy that was? That was a lot of creepy shit. The fact that he somehow had a relationship with him because they were back to back on 60 Minutes. I mean, there was a lot of fucked up shit that he said about Putin. Uh, Putin declared martial law today in the four parts of Ukraine that, unless I'm wrong, not only did Putin and the Russians illegally annex that, but they've already lost most of the territory back to the Ukrainian. Right military so what happens when you're getting your ass whipped and you think that because you illegally said but that's mine not unlike trump saying that the uh, documents they stole well they're mine give them back to me um let's see what happens here law enforcement agencies in russia if there are any left have three days to come up with a plan on how to beat down the civilian population in these areas of Ukraine. It doesn't seem like it's the kind of thing that they've got a lot of extra manpower in, in Russia to and administer. Martial law is not holy shit. You know, they've said they've uh, they're, they're, they're literally like snatching dudes off the street. In Russia. I mean, this was not, before that. This is even before this was that. Before that. Yeah. God, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Putin, here are his words. We are working to solve very difficult large scale tasks to ensure Russia's security and safe future to protect our people. Those who are on the front lines are undergoing training at firing ranges. Kind of like Yakov Smirnoff, isn't it? Yakov Smirnoff, the king of Branson, Missouri. They're undergoing training at firing ranges and training centers should feel our support and know they have our big, great country and unified people behind their back. Wait a minute. See, is that lost in translation? If I have you behind my back, yeah. that's not the same as uh, you having my back, is it? No. That's... <laughs> Yeah, there is kind of a loss in translation. A little, a little bit of a little bit of a difference there, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't think there's any question that no matter what you want to say about, oh, he's made he, he he's taken a pretty bad PR hit in the past six, seven months, however long this this uh, war has gone on. It's been well, a bloody nose for him. Yeah. Well, see, he, he I'm sure he cares about it, but he doesn't really care about it. He just wants to, quote unquote, win. And the the definition of winning gets more curious and curious as the months wear on. Because if uh, winning is not only knocking out 30% of all the electricity and power generation capabilities of Ukraine, but 100%, knock it all out. Nothing's left. Nothing's left. You have an agrarian society that lives as if it's a 1654. We win! Okay. Who is going to be left? Who is going to be left in Ukraine at that point? Who is going to ever want to stay there? The answer, of course, is 
is nobody. And, and he knows that because when you have to declare martial law <laughs> at this point, um, I lose. guess that probably involves 100% trying to seal off the borders yeah, good so luck. that no one leaves there. And, uh, yeah. But we always have the Republican Party waiting in the wings. That's right. What you didn't hear on that little exchange between Joe Kernan and Kevin McCarthy was a subsequent question by the other morning anchor on Squawk Box, Andrew Ross Sorkin, who is not an in-the-tank right-wing piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> he is not at all. He's a damn good reporter. And he got Kevin McCarthy to say exactly what he's said in, in other venues and in, in other places and uh, at other times that if the Republicans get control of the uh, House, and particularly if they get control of both things, that uh, they're going to revisit our support for Ukraine because the money is just too great. We can't afford it. Yeah. We just can't afford it. I believe roughly at this point, we've spent upwards of $10 billion to uh, save democracy and save the free world at this beachhead in Ukraine, which has wide popular support and has since day one across party lines. And here's the curious, interesting part of this, Britt. If you go over to the U.S. Senate, the Republicans, almost to a person, the Republican senators, there are, what, 50 of them, too? Yeah. They're all behind Biden. They're all for defending Ukraine. Correct. And uh, they're not bitching about the cost. But over in the House, the people's, the people's chamber, they are trying to make the case that it's uh, time to reevaluate this this uh, folly, this uh, overspending uh, on behalf of the Ukrainian government against the Russians, who Republicans used to really not be that friendly to the old Soviet Union or the Russians, thought they were sort of the bad guys. But um, again, we, we, I, I, I hate to go back to the 80s, but I seem to recall a lot of aid going toward Afghanistan when uh, they were invaded by the, the Soviet Union. Stinger missiles, all that sort of stuff. You don't have and to I, even go back to then. You don't have well, to go but back I, I think that, that's a prime you example. You go back for the last hundred years. I think, we, I think that's a really good example of uh, Republicans really going all out, trying to get weapons and stuff over to uh, forces that were being invaded by the Soviet well, Union. Brit, Afghanistan is dead. Ronald Reagan is dead. <laughs> I, I wish I was I dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Wilson's War. Very good movie. Tom Hanks was in it. He's actually uh, portrays a Democrat in that one. But that's all yeah. about getting the aid that was needed to Afghanistan. And this is another chance for me to mention perhaps the best movie that was ever made about the Afghanistan war. It's called The Beast, also known as The Beast of War. Excellent film that you should check out and spend four bucks on on Amazon. Uh, what do you have for us on Fetterman? What's the latest on uh, Fetterman in that seat in Pennsylvania that is hotly yeah. contested? As, as part of... Uh, what seems to be a broad consensus that just went almost 180 degrees very, very quickly. I hate to even say since Herschel Walker's boffo performance Friday night in Georgia, and uh, I think they had that debate in Savannah, uh, real clear politics, which poses as 
a fair arbiter and just an averager of polls. But remember, the people behind real clear politics are right wingers. Yeah, big they time. Just, they absolutely are. Yeah. But what a great idea to name it real clear politics. No, they fooled them. Yeah. All right. Um, but according to real clear politics, and this is factual, uh, Dr. Oz has never been ahead in any of the 18 major polls that have been conducted since June. But the spread is narrowing, kind of like those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. Very often a team will open seven points favored, and by the time it's game time, it's two and a half. So you got to figure out which way the money's coming in so you can kind of do the 50-50 thing, and then the juice will get you the money. That's how the house wins. All right, so we have uh, a couple new polls, the latest one. Here's one from the AARP. Um, Fetterman up now by just two points, which is in the margin of error. And uh, you get to choose what you hang your hat on here because we always talk about, well, favorability ratings must mean something because if you like somebody, you tend to want to vote for them, you think, but that doesn't really mean you'll automatically vote for him. Fetterman still has uh, an eight-point edge in favorability among people in Pennsylvania, and Oz has a 50% unfavorable rating. Now, you would think with that that he would be in deep, deep shit. Um, And the Democratic pollsters say, relax, Fetterman is going to pull this through. Uh, But I would hate to think that this all hinges on people buying in to the idea that John Fetterman can't do the job as senator because right now, just a few months after having a stroke, he is not the most eloquent ad-libbing public speaker. He needs some um, uh, physical aids, some uh, closed captioning to help him uh, understand what's being said to him at any given moment. But the fact is he does understand what's being said to him when it's put in closed captions you know imagine what your favorite late night comedian would be without cue cards imagine what cable news would be without teleprompters they wouldn't be able to go 20 seconds no without stumbling no when they talk so i'm i'm thinking of this just right now the idea that john fetterman a couple months after a stroke i wish i was like that a couple months after a stroke that I might have in the future, yeah, because yeah. his his actual brain functions in terms of understanding and being able to uh, formulate thoughts, it looks to me like it's a hundred percent. He's right there. He's Something, right- I, but you you bring up a really good point about these polls and stuff. I mean, I, and, and we talk about this on and off. Boy, if they blow it on this one, the, the idea of polling just has to be completely reassembled or dis- dissembled or something. Because it feels like, it, I, I don't know, it doesn't feel like they're getting it right right now. Well, he, here's, the, uh, here's the, the subtext of this. The private polling done by the parties and the candidates, which is uh, considered to be much better than the public polling yeah. that's being done. Uh, they're much more honest and, and, and accurate with what's going on. The, the, the private polling seems to be swinging towards many Republicans right now it's now we're three weeks out and of course as always anything can happen and early voting is already starting in 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 some of these places um 
but it's particularly disturbing in Georgia that yeah. Herschel Walker yeah. Yeah. is not only equal, but maybe even ahead of Raphael Warnock. That's the most frightening one. I think he's, I think, I, I think Herschel Walker is dumber than Ted Budd is. I really do. No, it's not that you're not going to get that argument out of anybody. You know, <laughs> I mean, Ted Budd's really stupid. I mean, it's it's neck and neck, but I'm not saying it's a huge margin. But I think Herschel Walker is dumber. Right. And Georgia is that special case because they've got a governor's race and a, a Senate race going on at the same time. They also have one in Pennsylvania, but uh, apparently that one, I don't want to. You never want to say it's over. But Josh Shapiro the uh, attorney general of Pennsylvania and a good yeah. candidate yeah. Uh, by all measures has, uh, if not a double digit lead, uh, pretty damn close to it over that uh, crazy ass Doug Mastriano, which that then, a problem, th yeah. that then leads you to believe, wait a minute, who the fuck are these people voting for Josh <laughs> Shapiro, but yeah, then voting for Oz? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, but What's going wrong with you? Stupid white people in Pennsylvania. But going back to Georgia, they also teased us by going blue in 2020, and then they had the uh, Ossoff and Warnock thing. So they've they've made us think that they're on the right path, and now this shit happens. And they want to just steer into a pile of crap, and it just it it it's it really is frustrating. Well, the think about uh, Herschel Walker, and this is hard to believe, but I think it's true is a substantially shittier candidate than the two candidates in 2020. Kelly Leffler, a yeah. complete bimbo moron, yeah, and uh, uh, David Perdue, David Perdue who was yeah. the incumbent. Okay, yeah. Th Those were two horrible candidates, and Trump helped bury them. But compared to Herschel Walker, they are Thomas Jefferson. They are. Okay? They are. Um, so it's just difficult difficult to to swallow and um they have a governor's race going on there right now and brian kemp yeah appears to be you know four to five points ahead of stacy abrams uh, stacy abrams who's now the buffalo bills of yeah. georgia politics keeps making the finals but can't <laughs> just can't get there can't, can't, get, can't the get it over the line um and <laughs> you know it's an interesting thing about her and she's, you know, you know, what I think one of her problems is uh, I've, this is ridiculous, but I think there is some truth to it. She's way more famous and beloved nationally than she is in her own backyard. How is I that? Think, I don't, how is that possible? Though? I think I she well, because she she is she resonates and says things that when you see her or when I see her make yeah. absolute complete sense. Yeah. But we don't see or hear her in the context of being within the state of Georgia or particularly in rural Georgia. And it's I, I hate it. I hate it for her. Yeah, I, I do I think, think that's one of those situations where and I think they talked about this at the beginning of the Biden administration, where she would be elevated by being a cabinet member of some sort where she she could do very well in a situation like that. Uh, and again, I'm not counting her out for the governor's race. But again, stupid white people really are ruling the day. We see they're having a moment right now, as we say. Uh, but, you know, with, uh, with you know, go back three weeks, Britt, 
where were we? We weren't where we are right now. So, you know, there's there is hope. But I hope they stop the counting at midnight of Election Day there. 